Hello, you. Yes, you. Let's talk. I am back on NAM. Melbourne and I am rubbed up and acclimatizing to the colder weather here but very happy to be home also it's been about a week the time that I'm recording this about a week since I got home and as much as I loved my time away I also am really loving being back so that feels pretty sweet in itself to feel like both are good as you receive this podcast episode when it is released, it, we will have just finished NAIDOC week. And I've noticed with NAIDOC week, as I have paid attention to First Nations people that I follow on social media, there's definitely a different vibe around NAIDOC as compared to Reconciliation Week that wasn't that long ago feels like to me, or I feel like I've observed like more of a sense of celebration, more joy around NAIDOC certainly than Reconciliation Week. And it's just kind of got me thinking a little bit about the differences between the two. And I found a helpful and concise distinction between them from a producer named Yale McGilvery. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. And she said, where NAIDOC Week celebrates 65,000 years of culture and connection to country, Reconciliation Week seeks to heal damage done in the last 250 years. So on the one hand, NAIDOC is celebration and on the other hand, Reconciliation Week is about healing of wounds. And obviously there's a question around re- whether reconciliation is the correct term anyway because it kind of it implies that there was a positive relationship to begin with that then needs to be healed. But that aside, I think that it's helpful to see those two focuses and I think to realise that both need to be present in our approach and our understanding when it comes to First Nations history and culture. And for those of us who are non-Indigenous and seeking to be allies, seeking to educate ourselves, it has to involve both. So I think if we only are about the celebration, the acknowledgement, the uh, recognition of the beautiful things of the culture of First Nations people, and we fail to look at the damage that has been done through colonisation, then something is off. And also at the same time that If we're only focusing on the wounds and the damage caused, then we miss something really amazing in the 65,000 years of culture and connection, uh, history that is to be celebrated uh, and learned from. So something for us to sit with, something for us to just ponder for ourselves. Are we incorporating both? Do we lean one way more than the other? And is there something that we might want to explore uh, in either of those. Now, you might know that I do a morning practice. Well, it's usually the morning. (laughs) I do it most days and it involves various different things and it evolves over time. And I've shared aspects of my practice in different ways at different times, but it usually involves some pranayama or some breath work. So conscious, intentional direction and control of the breath. And One thing that I have really noticed is that while there is 
different energy to both the inhale and the exhale. So inhale being more energizing in general, exhale being more settling. There's something that I observe in my own practice about the pause in between the breaths. So that can be either in between the inhale and the exhale. So that moment when the breath is full and before I let go of the breath or at the other point, after the breath out and before I take a breath in. And I've really noticed for myself in my practice that there is an incredible sense of stillness and peace and calm and kind of like a pure presence that I experience in moments where I just sit in that pause in holding of the breath. So sometimes the practices that I do will involve intentional holding the breath either in or out for an extended period of time. And today, this episode, I'm not actually going to be talking about pranayama. I'm not going to be talking about uh, breath techniques as such, but more something that I've observed that then I'm like, hmm, what does this mean for life? But yes, so my practice, I will have those times where I'll hold the breath. And in that moment, it's almost like, you know, the feeling when say there's been like some noise going on around you, there's been a party going on next door, or there's been a truck parked outside your house with its, I don't know, loud engine going or something like that. And then eventually after a long time, it stops and it's just like, everything just feels really still, really calm a beautiful sense of ease and spaciousness. And it's almost like you didn't even know that you were missing that until all that noise died away and you found that that relief, that space. That's what I feel like I find in myself in those pauses in the breath. And it is just like this beautiful sweetness everything just feels like it slows right down. And it's partly because like at that point, there's no, there's no movement or very little movement in the body. There's not even the the subtle movement of the chest expanding and contracting with each breath. And it feels like internally, all I'm connected with in that moment is my heartbeat. I can hear that internally And even that slows down when you hold your breath. And so it's just this real sweet stillness and spaciousness that I have come to really love. And as part of a meditation practice, I find it so helpful because it's often just in those moments that it's almost just like you get a little taste of what it is that you are cultivating through a meditation practice where it is just that beautiful stillness and openness and sweetness. And it got me thinking as I've been reflecting on that, just thinking about, well, what's the equivalent of that in life? Is there an equivalent of that? A point where everything just feels like this beautiful steadiness, like a settling uh, contentment. I'm sure we've all had moments of experiencing that and feeling that in our lives. Maybe in life, it's also at least partly about cultivating and sitting in the spaces 
in-between. So with breath, we're talking about the in-between of the inhale and the exhale, the taking in of air and the letting go of air. Maybe in life, it's the spaces in-between consumption and contribution. Maybe we could think of it as getting and giving. So a taking in and uh, pushing out in some way. So you could think about consumption just for the purpose of of this concept, (laughs) consumption, that the inhale, the taking in, being anything where you are receiving something, you are acquiring something. So it might be learning something, listening to something, watching something, acquiring something, reading something, um, eating something. All of these things are kind of a sense of taking in, a gathering in towards ourselves. And then in terms of contribution or giving, or you could even think of it as creating, it's where we are putting something out there. And so, yeah, it might be making something. It could be doing stuff. (laughs) It could be giving something away. It might be explaining or teaching or sharing something. It could be caring for somebody. And so there's both the consumption or the inhale and there's the contribution or the exhale for our purposes for this this episode today. And like the inhale and the exhale, both consumption and contribution, getting and giving are part of balanced living. But if we are always caught up in one or the other, always doing something, always consuming or contributing, always getting something or giving, maybe we miss that beautiful, sweet stillness that can be found in the pause in between. And it's possible also that some of us will lean towards one or the other. You might be like, yep, I am all about just taking stuff in. I'm constantly gathering things in towards myself, or I am always giving out. I'm always contacting someone, always sharing something, always putting stuff out there into the world. Whether you have a balance of both or whether you lean more towards one or the other, today I'd love you to think about Where is the space in between the two for you? Do you have those moments of sweet pause where you are neither consuming nor contributing? You're not giving and you're not getting. You probably have read or watched the movie of Eat, Pray, Love by Liz Gilbert and I think she kind of helped to spread this this Italian term, dolce for niente, dolce far niente, excuse my Italian (laughs) pronunciation. But it, it means the sweetness of doing nothing. And in her story, it was a real revelation for her to kind of really step into just the sweetness of doing nothing, to savour stillness and savour not having to be active and doing things. And it kind of feels like the same thing to me. Like when I think about that moment in my breath practice, my pranayama, it feels like a real sweetness of there being no inhale and no exhale. And in life, I think it can feel the same. 
there can be such a sweetness when we can learn to just sit in stillness and openness and potential without going into giving or getting. But I know with breath practice, it actually takes some training to get okay with those pauses. And I teach pranayam sometimes as part of my yoga classes and yoga teacher trainings that I offer will teach techniques and people will definitely experience some discomfort at least when practicing holding the breath in or out. There's tolerance that needs to be built up to being okay with that. In pranayama, it's called kumbhaka, the the holding of the breath, either in or out. And yeah, it can be quite challenging. And sometimes people will find themselves like with an overwhelming urge to breathe, almost like a panic internally of like, I've got to take an inhale or I've got to let this breath go. And even though the body is completely fine and absolutely safe and has everything that it needs, there is this really strong compulsion to take a breath or to let the breath out. And I think that that is really, it correlates, doesn't it, to life that sometimes when we just have those moments of pause, maybe that we've just found ourselves in that we didn't plan for, or maybe even that we have created for ourselves, I'm just going to have a morning of doing nothing. The almost panic can start to set in. The compulsion to do something, to get something, to give something, to make something, to learn something. It's really, really strongly built in us. And so it takes some discipline to actually sit and cultivate the ability to be okay in those times of space, the times of not doing anything. And then I think we can start to experience the sweetness of it. And I think that's been true, again, when I think about my own breath practice, that the more that I practice that breath retention, the more I actually just can drop straight into the loveliness of it. Whereas maybe initially it was more like, oh, is this okay? Am I okay? Okay. Do I need to do anything? Do I want to stop this now? Yes, I probably do. No, I think I'm okay. Like there's a lot, <laughs> a lot going on with it. And over time it becomes more accessible and more comfortable in a way. And then we get the benefits of it also. There are various benefits to kumbhaka, to this holding of the breath. One of them being that it actually, it activates the respiration center in the brain to make our next breath and breathing after that point of holding the breath more effective. Again, to draw that parallel, I think that there can be something beneficial about learning to sit in the space and to not do anything that actually makes our doing of things more effective when we do get back to them. I think that we inherently know that to be true through our own experience from those times when we have been able to just sit in the stillness for however <laughs> however short an amount or long an amount that might be in our lives. Like there's benefits for the breath practice, there are undoubtedly benefits for 
taking those moments of pause and space in our life. And so here's our yes you moment where I am asking you, yes you, (laughs) where can you linger in the pause in your life a little more? If you want to cultivate a sense of the sweetness and some times in your life that feel that real openness, presence, ease, contentment, then can you practice that through sitting in the pause, maybe just a little bit longer where you find yourself there? So, for example, when you wake up in the morning, before you get straight into the day, can you just lie in your bed or sit on the side of your bed and just be for a moment? Or maybe it's at the end of the day when everything's done, before you go to sleep, can you just feel into the stillness and the openness and the nothingness of just being there in your bed in that moment and resist the urge to do something and just simply be there. Maybe it's about next time you read a book. Can you read the book and then not go tell anyone about it? (laughs) Maybe it's even about read the book and then not immediately get a new book to read the next day. What about maybe having a day or a couple of days or a week where you just kind of sit in between that intake that you have from reading a book? The same deal with watching TV or watching a show, watching a movie, listening to a podcast, learning something new, any of that. Could you give yourself a moment before you take in more or before you go and share it, tell someone about this thing, start explaining it. Can you just let it kind of brew in you and sit with it before you move straight into more consumption or contribution, more giving or more getting? Last year, we did a little thing you might have joined me called Wait, Do Nothing, which was when I challenged myself and anyone who wanted to join me to find those moments where we're waiting for something. So might be like standing in line or sitting in a doctor's office, waiting for a Zoom session to start, whatever it is, a moment of waiting. And rather than getting out the phone, just waiting, letting the waiting be enough. That was an interesting challenge. And if if you weren't part of it, you can go back. So I shared about that in uh, previous podcast episodes. So go back and find those about wait, do nothing. But again, that was just about sitting in the space and the stillness and potentially sitting with the discomfort of that to ultimately move towards the sweetness of that. And We could do that really with any moment of boredom where we find ourselves compelled to go and do something. Could you just not see what that might be like? And probably one that almost everybody could apply is just in that moment before you pick up your phone, could you not? Because there's probably a moment there to just not be sharing something, not be taking something in, not be outwardly connecting, not be 
consuming information, but just to just be. So even if you literally just go, I'm going to pause for 30 seconds before I pick up my phone to give or to get whatever I was planning to do on my phone. So your first challenge is at the end of this episode. Can you just sit for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute, five minutes, up to you, but can you sit and not go straight onto another episode, another podcast, or straight onto social media? Can you just be in the stillness and see what that's like, whether it's intolerable or whether it is sweet, whether it feels intolerable or whether it feels sweet? Can you just be in it, see what it's like to start to cultivate that within yourself? And then when the time is right, you can get on with your day. And maybe at that time you can contribute by sharing this podcast episode on your social media or writing a review, which I would really appreciate. But before you do that, please take a moment, be in the stillness, be in the pause, see what that's like for you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.